What's up, man? What's going on, man? I feel like it's been a while. Has been a little bit of a, a little bit of a gap since the last episode. Everybody, welcome in to the Dynasty Football Dominators podcast. What's this uh, episode five? I think. Something and, like uh, that. Yeah, man. We got a we got a packed show for you guys today. How you doing, though, man? Doing all right. I'm actually sitting in my living room. I got the house to myself tonight. The the wife and the kid went over to the in laws and. I'm just chilling at the house. Guess what I'm doing? I'm watching the Cavs. Surprise, surprise, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's our thing, man. That's what we do when we podcast. You watch the Cavs, and I just got done building some forts on Fortnite, so nice. feeling, uh, feeling pretty good. You won't be watching the Tar Heels anymore, right? No, uh, no. but we are the defending national champions. So. I had to throw uh, some shade in there on you. Back-to-back <laughs> championship game appearances. <laughs> um, but, yeah, guys, we got a packed show. We're going to cover the most recent free agency news. We're going to talk about some trade etiquette, which is, uh, I think, pretty important this time of the year, and then do a little game called Stock Up and Stock Down. So why don't you get us started, man? What's the what's the latest free agency news that you've seen? The latest thing I've seen was Christine Michael. I'm wide awake. <laughs> I'm not, but he's going to the Colts. So that's that's something, I guess. Yes, yeah, it's, it's pretty meaningless, but I picked him up just in case. I mean, he's he's a legendary athlete, so... We'll see. He's um, worth a worth a stash, I guess. The Colts are making more news than that, though. They signed mm-hmm. Ryan Grant to a one-year, five million dollar deal, which apparently his foot or whatever's okay. He passed the physical in Indianapolis, but he couldn't in Baltimore for some reason. Yeah, yeah, that was super shady. To go along with their Eric Ebron signing, two-year, fifteen million dollar max. Yeah, uh, the Ebron news means a lot more to me than Ryan Grant, but I feel terrible for Ryan Grant and the man like this. It's pretty fucked up. But uh, Ebron, man, maybe. Him and Doyle, there could be a little one-two thing thing going there. He's obviously not going to be able to be, you know, super featured with Doyle there, but it's not a terrible landing spot. Yeah, I really hope they just draft a line in the draft. I mean, Andrew Luck needs a line. Well, I guess if Andrew Luck even – I haven't heard anything – Else on Andrew Luck, um, I'm sure he's throwing and he's on pace to go to OTAs, but that's what we heard last year too. So we'll see. We'll see. Somehow he's throwing medicine balls, but not footballs, which is, <laughs> I mean, whatever the fuck that means. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm semi-excited about Ebron. I guess at least it's he's not going to be completely irrelevant. Um, somebody I am kind of excited about, though, is Michael Crabtree. And I know a lot of people are hot and cold on his landing spot. What do you think? Yeah, I'm I'm more towards the cold. I think mm-hmm. the Raiders were probably best case scenario for Michael Crabtree, and I think the Ravens are just kind of a wide receiver hellhole. So that doesn't really get me too excited. Then they sign John Brown as well. Yeah, but so uh, Crabtree's Crabtree's the one there, man. Um, and I know it's not a sexy offense at all. It's probably it could be the worst offense in the NFL, but. Even the worst offense does put up fantasy points, and it's going to be inefficient, but I think he's going to get a lot of volume in Baltimore, and they're probably going to be down. And I think Crabtree's still got some juice left, man. I don't understand why the Raiders chose Jordy over him. Got to be a it's definitely a thing. Um, I think Jordy's pretty washed, but um, I think Crabtree can be at least a wide receiver too. That's probably a ceiling, but I think he can be that. He's pretty cheap too. Yeah, he's super cheap now, and I mean, he still has the touchdown upside, but I don't know. I'm good on him. I'll, I'll hold off. <laughs> yeah, I'll buy him for maybe a late second 
Maybe not much more than that, but what about uh, Cody Latimer going to the Giants? Does that mean anything to you? That means absolutely nothing to me. Moving on, LeCarrot Blunt. LeCarrot <laughs> Blunt, that also means pretty much – he's getting, what, $4.5 to go to the Lions? Yeah, I think he's going to get a little usage, man, around the goal line, but they're going to draft somebody too, so I don't know. So are they not Are they not going to sign Gore now? They went on with LeCarrot Blunt. Yeah, that's that. I'm kind of confused about that because I thought I saw that Gore signed, but apparently he didn't. Um, so I'm assuming they're going with Blunt. Gore might be going to the house. I don't know. I would hope so. I mean, he needs to he needs to retire. It's a Hall of Famer, man. Nothing left to prove. I'm, Just exactly, exactly. Who else you got for us? Any other free agents? Um, I have a couple more gross ones. Um, Oakland signed Doug Martin. Yeah, that's pretty gross. So that's that's pretty gross. One that I actually like is Austin Safarian Jenkins signed a two-year deal with the Jacksonville Jags, and then soon after they cut Mercedes Lewis. Mm-hmm. So I don't hate that. It's better than the Jets, and exactly. it's, it's not ideal. Uh, I wanted him to go to the Seahawks or the Saints, but I feel like he's probably – I mean, I know Moncrief is there now, and that's probably going to be their, their red zone receiver, but I think ASJ will be pretty heavily featured once they get near the goal line. and. Touchdowns matter. Yeah, he's a freak athlete. I I love ASJ. So a stud. It could be worse. Um, kind of sticking with the Jets. The Jets signed Isaiah Crowell. What do you think about that? I think it's good for Crow. I think he's a above average, even if it's just slightly above average running back. And um, I think he's going to split time with McGuire and Powell. It's going to be a mess, but he can give you some flex upside. I think. Yeah, I think he signed a three-year three-year deal if I'm not mistaken so mm-hmm. they committed to him hopefully that means that they're going to go quarterback in the draft and not take Saquon and God, Saquon. I hope they, they need to take Baker Mayfield if they don't take Baker Mayfield then I don't know why they moved up yeah they I mean that's the only thing that makes sense why they would move up if they take so, Saquon they're doomed <laughs> yes I will oh my god I'll cry and then the last one he actually hasn't signed yet, but this is the most anticipated free agent, I think, out there this entire offseason. Uh, that's Terrell Pryor. <laughs> so he's got it down between the Seahawks and the Jets, I believe. Mm-hmm. So literally hot and cold. Like, if he goes to the Seahawks, I, I'm actually excited. Like, If he goes to the Seahawks, crazy. I am more than excited, actually. Uh, I don't. Not that I think he's going to be like a top 10 guy or anything like that, but He's going to be used, and I think he can he can definitely flash for you. Um, that would be much better than the Jets. If he goes to the Jets, like, I don't understand that for him. I guess it'll be the money thing, but him and Robbie Anderson are pretty similar, um, and they have no quarterback. So, definitely Seattle, and I think he knows that. He's not, he's not going to go play with no quarterback, I don't think. He's almost 30. Yeah, I think Russell Wilson was recruiting him. Um, he should from be. From reports that I heard. I mean, they lost Paul Richardson. And I think they only brought in, like, Jerron Brown, which doesn't that's a me. That's a depth piece. That's exactly. not really a featured guy. So, I think if they could bring in Terrell Pryor, I think he has – I mean, Jimmy Graham caught a ton of touchdowns last year. So, Russell Wilson's still going to throw a lot of touchdowns. They got to go somewhere. He's never had a receiver like that either. No. He's always he had the smaller guys. Yep. Yeah, he's Even, never had a big red zone. Like, Paul Richardson receiver. was his jump ball wide receiver, and – He's not very big. So, yeah, that would be good for Russell. And I own him in a lot of places, so sign me up. Pryor's cheap too, man. 
might be the time to buy him now before he signs. Yeah, Pryor is – I mean, he's dirt cheap. Like, I'm getting him super late in startups. I can't – I haven't really been able to trade for him for whatever reason, probably just because he's so cheap and I'm just offering, like, you know, straight up for him. And I guess I'm not willing to, to overpay too much. But I think I think I might I might start because, I mean, this, I mean, he's like 6'6", 6'5", 240. He's mm-hmm. going to catch some touchdowns. But if he goes to the Jets, then Meh. gross. So you kind of have to make your move right now. Yeah, I've been sitting on Pryor in one league for – well, since last year when we started up. I took him in the fourth round of a startup, so I am not trading him for, for shit. Got to hold on to what, him now. I think that's what happened to most people. They took him super early last year, and now they're just kind of like, I've got to hold on to him because I paid so much for him. So yeah. I understand that. He's more of a, a target of mine in, in startups rather than like a – a oh, he's super target. cheap in startups, man. Yes, very so, cheap. Speaking of uh, startups, man, something that happens in startups a lot in the early stages is a lot of trades. And um, we were going to take this opportunity in the off season to talk about some some trade etiquette, some some things to think about while you're trading, etc. Um, why don't you get us started, man? What's what's one of the first things you try to do when you're making a trade? The first rule of mine is. Don't put anyone off limits. Like, you can't have a guy like, I'm not going to trade Odell Beckham for anything. That's something that just ticks me off. Like, if I'll, I usually start by messaging someone. Um, It's really good if, you know, you have like a a group me or a group text or something like that going on. You can private message someone. And the thing I hate the most is saying, hey, what would you want for player X? And they're like, Oh no, he's he's not available for trade. Man, just listen. Like you never know. I've seen crazy trades. People overpay for guys, and you're never gonna get that if like let someone overpay. Who cares? Like I don't understand that. Like you're not married to the person, but some people are, and I think that's just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, man. Everybody has a price. Like seriously, there's. I will admit, there's one guy on my roster that I won't trade, and that's that's Nuke. Um, I just I can't. I traded him once last year, and I I traded back for him this year because I regretted it so much. But other than him, I completely agree with you, and it it is annoying. I have uh, a dude in one of my leagues. He's actually a really good friend of mine. He's got like seven players deep that he won't even. You can't even talk to him about them. And I think you just kind of pigeonhole yourself when you do that because you can miss out on, like you said, a lot of great trades. Like one hundred and one right now, for example. I would be trading it everywhere I had it because you're going to get so much in return. I know that everybody loves Saquon, but everybody has a price. And you you got to capitalize on that value sometimes because it's, it's going to benefit you in the most cases, especially with some, something like Saquon in 101. Exactly. You would trade Nuke. Yeah. It, and also, you, you exactly. Know what? That's what I'm saying. Like if I offered you Odell Beckham in the 102. I'm taking the deal. That's what I'm saying. So even like, because I have guys like that too. I mean, there are certain guys I'm like, I would not trade. That just means like, I wouldn't trade for the going price. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to want more. You have to overpay for that guy. Exactly. That's fine. That's okay. Um, I was that way with Stephon Diggs, and somebody overpaid just a little bit, and that's all it took because it was another dude that I love. There's always someone else that I love just about equally. Probably my guy that's closest to untouchable. That's the word I was looking for, untouchable. Shut up. Get out of here with that. Would be um, Michael Thomas. 
man, I love Michael Thomas. And I only have yeah. one share. I only have one share. So that kind of – that makes it even harder to, to trade a guy like that, one of my favorite players in the NFL, and I only have one share of him. You're going to have to come pretty hard after him if, if you want. Absolutely, man. I feel that. But in, in general, I think what you're saying is 100% factual. Like you shouldn't have anybody – necessarily untouchable you should at least listen to offers and and don't be disrespectful about it like if somebody comes to you and they lowball you for odell you don't have to you know be a dick about it just be like hey man you probably can't pay enough for him so you know we could talk about some other players there's ways to at least continue the conversation because you don't want to become known as the guy that nobody can trade with because once once you become that guy there's no coming back from it pretty much i mean and you just want to at least keep like, a lot of times, man, even if I'm not making trades, um, if I hit up somebody about a guy I'm interested in and he doesn't want to trade him, I'll maybe shift the conversation somewhere else just to build a little bit of a rapport. You don't have to be best friends with the person, but you're going to be in a league with them. A dynasty league is, is an investment of multiple years. So you want to keep a good relationship if you can. And that's one of my most important trade etiquette tips is to have a relationship with everybody in your league, even if it's just uh, something small, you know what I mean? Have have some type of back and forth so that when you do go to make a trade, you have something that you can build off of, you know what I mean? I think that's really important. Yeah, I think communication is one, one of the biggest things whenever it comes to trades. Every now and then you can just, you know, throw out some trades, but most of the time trades happen with, you know, opening a line of, of communication first. Whether it be, you know, you message the person or you, you send a message with the trade or whatever that be. But very rarely can you just trade back and forth without ever speaking to each other, I found. That's kind of hard because, I mean, everyone has different values, especially in Dynasty. Like maybe in Redraft, it's easier. But in Dynasty, I mean, it's I mean all the, over values, the, map. the values are all over the place. And, I mean, it goes both ways. You don't want to, like, screw yourself either. Uh, for example, like if someone was trying to unload Terrell Pryor and they came to me, like I would be willing to pay more than most people for for that player. So you don't want to screw yourself either. Like if you ever send a trade out and it gets auto accepted in like two seconds, you probably could have gotten a lot more. So never do that. I always like to to kind of shop a player around, you know, send out a couple messages like, hey, are you interested in this player? Just to kind of get a, a going price for that player as well. Because there's nothing I hate more than whenever someone gets traded and you're like, oh, man, I would have paid so much more for him. God, it sucks. It sucks. That, and that leads me right into my next rule, dude, which is, like, I, I highly recommend that you don't send cold trade offers with no dialogue beforehand. Like, to me, that's a mistake. Like, you need to... Like you said, you need to shop around. You don't need to just go to one guy and just lock in, and that's the deal you want to make. Nothing else about it. Like, like you, you could send an offer, like you said. For example, you could send Odell for, you know, 102, and then you immediately regret it, but that guy already accepted. You know what I mean? You're screwed after that. So you, don't be impulsive. Don't rush things. Really think about what you're trying to do. If you have a particular guy, like you said, you need to shop him to everyone in your league, even if you – Maybe if you, even if you're annoying about it, it doesn't matter. Go out there and see what you can get for the guy. Don't take the first offer that you get. And that's that's a really important thing to remember, man. It really is. Exactly. Um, one of my next 
next point says, don't be afraid to ask for help. I mean, there's tons of resources out there. Mm-hmm. There's trade analyzers online. You can find a ton of them. Uh, I've used countless ones. And you can put a poll up on Twitter in like two way. seconds. I mean, I love I love Twitter polls. Sometimes I even wait until after I make the trade. Like, I'm just interested to see people's inputs. Um, go to a different league. You know, post a trade in a completely different league where everyone isn't, like, attached to – like, they don't know what's going on. So just post it in there, and you're going to get some honest opinions. Like, don't be afraid to ask for help because people don't care to help. I love, I love answering trade questions. That's, like, one of my – favorite things to do so if anyone ever has a trade question just add us on twitter at df dominators and i love to we love to vote yeah please do like twitter is the best place to go if you need even if you don't feel like you need help because a lot of a lot of people that play dynasty have a little bit of an arrogance about them they they think their opinion is right so you it's good to go to a place like twitter where the community is so the opinions are so varied and you can kind of get another opinion just to give yourself a little better feel for what's going on. Um, Twitter polls are fantastic. And then, like you said, going to other league mates and different leagues, I did that with you, and we ended up making podcasts. You know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> like, so you never know what might happen. And, I mean, you're not always going to agree. Like, if it's, if it's close, like, don't get down if someone, like, bashes you either. Because, I mean, you run your team, but – and your dog, what's what's up? Yeah, I don't know what's going on. He's barking at somebody. <laughs> My dog's asleep. We have totally opposite dogs. <laughs> My dog is a 90-pound pit bull, and he has no chill. So, My dog is like a 20-pound corgi chihuahua mix, and he is nothing but chill. So, Yeah, they'd probably be best friends. They probably would, actually. But yeah, man. Um, what else you got for trade etiquette as he tries to calm down? I got one more thing. My last one is, in the end – Trading should be fun. I mean, don't get attached to players. Like, trading is a part of dynasty football. Like, if I didn't make any trades, then, I mean, why even why even play? Like, that's one of the best parts about dynasty football is trading guys. Like, I don't understand why some people are just, like, attached to their team and they're like, I'm never going to go out and make a trade. Like, I don't get that. Yeah, to me, that's the best part of it, man. Like, especially if you're trying to, to build a good team. You know what I mean? Trading, if you trade for guys early, you can, you can really turn around in your team. Um, I think it's important to make trades to kind of display your vision. You know what I mean? Um, a lot of people, I think, are scared to make trades when they first get in the dynasty because they don't want to make a mistake. The thing that they don't understand is those mistakes is how you learn. That kind of applies to everything in life. Um, so don't be afraid to go out there and make trades. But at the same time, like we've been saying, you don't want to rush anything, but you can't just keep your team the same. Like things turn over so much with free agency and trades and injuries. Like you have to keep shuffling the deck. You can't be stagnant. That even and that applies to real NFL teams, NBA teams, whatever. You can't be stagnant and just set in your way. So don't be afraid to get out there and make some deals. Make yeah, your team better. I probably lost like my first ten dynasty trades. Oh. I mean, Dude, I, I had lost no, so many trades, like no idea what I was doing, and now it's kind of closer to fifty fifty, probably. So I mean, you're not gonna win every trade. Like things happen as soon as you trade a guy, something big could happen, and so you don't know. It's like you said, things are happening every day, and I mean, it's it's supposed to be fun. So just go out and trade. Yeah, and another thing is trades are not always a win loss thing. You know, sometimes these trades can take 
two or three years to play out. You know what I mean? Yeah. You have to be patient. Like, if you trade for somebody – like, last year you might have traded for Alvin Kamara early in the season because you did. thought he was good. And then the way the season started, you're like, well, fuck, man. I made a mistake. And some people panic when shit like that happens. And you might have sold Kamara on week three because he wasn't doing anything. And then you're going to regret that for the rest of your life. So, you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. I got you, man. Um, another thing I just thought of is you're talking about, like, winning and losing trades. I mean, you can't go into every trade and not make it unless you're, like, completely winning. Like, right. be reasonable. Like, the other person's not going to obviously lose a trade. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, trades can help both teams. It's That's what it's supposed disrespect. to do. Yeah. I like, hate those offers. There's those guys that they always send those same offers. Like, there's always one or two guys in every league that does that with every single trade. And they, like we said earlier, they become that guy that nobody wants to deal with. Because you can't. Yeah. yeah, you can't. Yeah, you can't do that. I mean, there's a guy that I didn't really know in one of my leagues, and he said – I was kind of talking to him about, about Freeman, and he's like, you know, just send your best offer. And I was like, okay, like I'll just cut to the chase. And I sent my best offer. My best offer was the 103 and John Brown, and he accepted it. And that was probably the easiest trade I've ever made. But it helped both of our teams because he was loaded at running back, and he wanted more picks, and I needed some running back help. And John Brown was my wide receiver, like 15. So, I mean, trades can help both teams. Like, it, they should. That's the purpose of trading. Yeah, take a, take a look at other rosters. And if you have extra wide receiver depth, go find a team that doesn't have the same wide receiver depth. And that, that's even the easiest way to make trades. You go feel a need for a team. And that's what it should be about, a mutually beneficial deal. Doesn't mean you can't you know, slightly get a little bit more value. But you have to understand that you have to give up something to get something. Exactly. Like people, some people are stupid. Like you can, you can definitely get over <laughs> on people. But at the same time, I feel like it's almost like a moral thing <laughs> that you should go into a trade, like trying at least to help the other guy out a little bit. Don't just try to rate people. And definitely don't consistently send offers where you're trying to do that because – there's people that I don't deal with, man, because that's the only type of offers they send. Yeah, you don't so. want to get that MO about you, especially not in the startup. Like, you don't want to be the guy who no one can trade with. What do you do whenever you just get a really bad offer? Like, what's your response? Sometimes I will not say anything. Um, lately, my, my new thing has been just sending even worse offers back. Like, um, <laughs> I think it was about a month ago, I, and I think we talked about it on the show, but it was something like uh, 109 and Funches for like 102 and Mariota or something. So I sent back like ProSize for one, I don't know, some shit like that. You know, ProSize for 101. I'll send some <laughs> shit like that if somebody sends me a really bad trade offer just to let them know how ridiculous I thought it was. Um, if it becomes a consistent thing, I think publicly shaming is an option. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, yeah, if it's happening all the time, then – Something needs to be done. I usually just decline it super quick. And then they'll usually come back with something a little bit better, and I just decline it super quick. And then they eventually get the point. Yeah, you're a nicer guy than me. I like to let them know. Like, <laughs> it just annoys the shit out of me, man. <laughs> but, yeah, dude, I, I think we've covered the bases pretty well. But, you know, I think the last thing to take away from this is just – I would just say is just be patient, man. That would be my final advice is – don't rush anything and, and don't be afraid to, to change your team's look. 
Yeah, it's a long off season. You have time. You don't have to make a trade happen in ten minutes. I mean, it can be done, and if it happens that way, it happens that way. But yeah, I've had trades take weeks. Like, it's fine. Just and usually, usually those are the best ones too, where you're yeah. going back and forth, and you you keep giving and getting, and it works out for the best. So let's move it forward, man, to a, a little stock up, stock down, a little game you came up with. So why don't you get us started? All right, the first guy that I want to talk about is, you know what, I'm going to start on a good note. I don't want to start on a faller. I'm going to go with the stock up. And my first guy on the list is going to be my boy, Devontae Adams. So (laughs) his stock couldn't really get any higher for me. I had him at wide receiver five. But I feel like he's getting higher for everyone else because, one, they didn't go out and sign a big free agent wide receiver. So there was those rumblings that they were going to go out and, and get a guy and and take away from him. And two, Jordy Nelson left. So, I mean, those are both positives for Devontae Adams. They paid him a ton. So, I really, I think his stock went up over the past, you know, month or two. Yeah, I I feel that, man. And I I know how you feel about Devontae Adams, but I tend to agree with you, dude. I think he's pretty much locked in as a top seven, eight receiver, you know, barring anything crazy. And um, I don't think Jimmy Graham hurts him too much. Maybe a little bit in the in the red zone. Jimmy might take some, but as far as between the twenties, I mean, there's no more Jordy, and that was that was Rogers' guy, man. So yep. I feel like Adams is really going to get the volume and and be able to to boost his numbers up. He's been highly touchdown dependent recently. I think he's going to get those yard the yardage and his receptions up. So I, I think that's a good call. Um, I'm going to take like the T ball answer, just the easy home run. And just say Allen Robinson, because it's as clear as day. I mean, his stock obviously improved. Um, it's probably too late to buy him, but I think this guy is going to be a top ten receiver for the foreseeable future um, with top five upside. There's not really a lot to say about the guy. It's pretty easy to see that his stock is up, but I feel like it needs to be said still. Yeah, that offense is going to be great for Allen Robinson, as I mentioned before. Um, Nagy and and Kansas City, they created some of the most space for wide receivers, and that's something that Allen Robinson didn't have, and that's something that I think he really needs. And if he can get some space at the line, they have some other weapons, I'm sure they're going to go out and get some more. I think that's great. And Mitch Trubisky is a giant leap forward from Blake Bortles, in my opinion. 100%. So I really like that. I'm going to switch it over to a running back riser. Um I'm just going to throw this name out there. It's probably not going to mean much to anyone. I'm just going to go with Jeremy Hill just because, you know, it could possibly get any worse, but it couldn't, it couldn't get any worse. So he has to rise, right? I mean, no. yes, he does. You're telling me his situation's worse now? No, was... you're right. You're right. Okay. It's, it's risen. Okay. It's risen. <laughs> it's not flashy. I'm digging deep here. Okay. I'm not. I'm no, not that's like a good you. Call. I'm not just. I'm not just hitting off the tee. Okay. <laughs> um. I'm going for it. All right. He's. He's going to be like Garrett Blunt 2.0. <laughs> it's funny you bring up Jeremy Hill because um, my first running back stock up guy was Rex Burkhead. <laughs> and my reasoning for that is first, obviously Deion Lewis is gone, but the most important reason why I think Rex Burkhead has the arrow up is he got multiple years of guaranteed money from the Patriots as a running back. And they don't do that. They don't do it. He got it. He was excellent last year. 
He's a Swiss Army Knife football player, which Bill Belichick loves guys like that. Um, I think Jeremy Hill will play the similar role to Gillisley. And there's, I also think there's a 50% chance that he doesn't even make the roster. I think it's him or Gilly, one or the other, that's going to make the roster. The other one's gone. I think it's Burkhead, man. I think he gets the first crack. It's him and James White. And they'll situationally use Hill or Gilly, whoever gets on the field. But I won't, I won't disagree with you that Hill's stock is up because, I mean, he was basically dead in Cincinnati. At least there's some hope now for him. Yeah, I think, I think if anyone gets cut, it, it should be Gilly. I mean, he wasn't even active after week like four. Um, he's like Burkhead was so good, man. He's he's like three years older than Jeremy than Jeremy Hill. Um, I think if anyone gets cut, it'll be Gilly. Yeah, so, I agree. But oh yeah, I. Obviously, I love Rex Burkhead a lot more than than Jeremy Hill. I'm not I'm not stupid or anything, but yeah, I, I like that for both of them actually. And then James White will show up in the playoffs again. So. Oh yeah, he's a he's a playoff guy. You can't really start him though. You know what's crazy though, man? Is um, I bet you could go trade for Rex Burkhead cheaper than Jeremy Hill. No way. I, in my in my home league, that's actually a fact. And I own Rex Burkhead, and it's yeah. Um, that's Side close. note, this dude uh, actually asked for 105 for Jeremy Hill the other day. That's one of those trade offers that, you know, that's where you get the MO of that guy nobody wants to talk to. That's how you get there, sending shit like that. Uh, sorry, that was a little tangent. I apologize. Um, <laughs> I got another running back, though, for stock down. If you want to move to the stock down, we can go back and forth here. But this one I really wanted to talk to, and I want to hear what you think about it. I think LaShawn McCoy's stock is going way down. What do you think about that? I mean, it kind of has to, doesn't it? I mean, what? how old is he? Is he getting ready to turn 30, I think? It's not even really the age thing for me, man. It's Tyrod. Like, yeah, yeah, Tyrod being there. Like, yeah, yeah not only that, passes. but just the way their running scheme, it, the way it worked, like, you know, Tyrod could just tuck it at any time. I feel like that really benefited Shady a lot. Now he's going to be seeing – the boxes were already stacked, but at least you had Tyrod. Now the boxes are going to be stacked with A.J. McCarron. And we didn't even talk about Zay Jones, but they obviously oh. have no skill players outside. Stop down, Zay Jones. Like, it's, it's all shady. And I, I love the player. I really do. He's one of my favorite running backs to watch. But, man, I would, I would try to sell him right now while he still has that name value. And um, – I don't know what you can get for him. Probably a mid first in most leagues, maybe a late first because he is older. But I would be selling. I got you. I like that. Yeah. Um. I also wouldn't be surprised if they drafted a running back kind of high, even oh, if they yeah. don't. They have Chris Ivory there, so he's going to get all the goal line work. Sadly, but Shady's not going to get very many touchdowns. What's new? I'm uh, really Bo glad. Scarborough to a Buffalo. How about that one? Oh. Oh yes. Give me some Bo. Give me some Mo Bo. I would love that. Who you got for us, man? What's next? You mentioned Zay Jones. Can I use oh, Zay Jesus Jones Christ. as a stock down? Stock down, pants down. Zay Jones. Man. <laughs> I don't really want to talk about Zay Jones. Let's I don't, yeah, I don't really want to joke about it either because I don't know that that dude has, like, some mental health issues or, like, I don't know what's going on there. That shit's crazy. Yeah, like, on like, a real note, like, I really hope everything's okay with Zay like, Jones. Seriously, like, that man. was absolutely nuts. Like, I watched that video. It looked like, like a murder scene. Yeah, I was very confused. I was like, because at first I was like, oh, it's funny. You know, he's naked and screaming. And then, man, it, it got serious real quick. I was like, dude, this guy's, I mean, I'm like, he was like trying to kill himself or something. Yeah. Like, I was like, that's like, this is serious now. Like, 
hope everything's all right with him. So on a lighter note, um, I'm going to go with uh, stock down for all the tight ends in, in Indianapolis. Yeah, that's a good call. I mean, I was really excited to where Eric Ebron was going to go. And then he goes there with another guy that I loved in Jack Doyle. I really, really liked Jack Doyle. I was picking him up in a lot of tight end premium leagues really late. And crap. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah what do you man. think about them? Yeah, I agree, man. This pretty clear that, you know, they both can't be as featured as they have been in previous years because now they're sharing a field together. And I've also had this little this little thing in my heart for Eric Swope for like two years. I, I guess that's uh, that's done now too, so. Yeah. Oh, Eric Swope. I forgot about him. Yeah. yeah I think I guy. drafted him in redraft last year in a league in like the last round. I probably did too. I I, I was buying into that guy. The former basketball player thing is Oh is yeah, real. that's that's exciting. I tell you somebody I got this uh I got him on my stock down list and I feel like this is gonna be a pretty hot take because everybody is rising on this guy. But um Deion Lewis, dude. I actually don't I think his stock is not down right now. His stock is obviously up. This is more of a in-season thing that I expect to happen. I expect his value to fall when he disappoints people and he's not as featured as he was in New England. And I just don't – I don't think he's going to kill Henry the way people think he's going to, man. What do you think about that? I think it's going to be – I don't think either him or Henry are going to be great for your fantasy team. I think it's kind of going to be – more like a week-to-week type thing. Like I, I feel like they'll just kind of play the hot hand, more or less. I don't think you're ever going to be comfortable sliding him into your RB2, ever. No. And in New England last year, I mean, by the middle of the year, you were comfortable sliding him into your RB2, so I kind of agree with that. I don't, I don't, like, hate it, but I would definitely try and sell on him right now, for sure, because I don't – I would try and – well, you probably can't sell Henry now. But I like Henry more than Deion Lewis. Oh yeah, still. Uh, like dude, not I'm, even close. I'm planting the flag right now. This episode of this podcast. I know the last episode we broke the news mid podcast, and I was all flabbergasted and flustered. And by Derrick Henry, I'm I'm back in. I'm planting the flag that I think Derrick Henry is still a stud. I still think he's going to be a top fifteen running back. Deion Lewis Ooh. was was heavily featured in New England with the greatest quarterback of all time and a soft ass box. He's going to a completely different team, completely different quarterback, sharing the field with a fucking monster in Derrick Henry, who is built for 200 carries. There's just, I just, not that Deion Lewis is not going to be irrelevant. He's going to have a role. He's going to catch some passes, but he's not going to make Derrick Henry suffer, in my opinion. I think he's still going to get his 200 carries, probably more than that, double digit touchdowns. I'm not worried about Derrick Henry. I'm probably going to go buy him because people are down on him. Deion Lewis had one healthy season his whole career. Just want to put that out there. And his money is not guaranteed. His contract is kind of a mirage. It's not as much money as it looks like. So I'm planting my flag, man. Derrick Henry, way over Deion Lewis. I would be selling Deion White. Yeah, if you can get Derrick Henry for, you know, around the – I feel like he's probably going for like a late – for like a mid to – bottom RB2 right now, which is absolutely absolutely it's ridiculous. Crazy. Like, no, you need to go buy him for that. This has been the Derrick Henry roller coaster offseason. Like, I bought Derrick Henry before DeMarco Murray left, and in the middle of last season, I held on to him, and I sold him really quick right after DeMarco left because his 
value skyrocketed. Like he was like the number 10 overall running back. And then now it plummeted again. So now I'm going to go out and buy him again. Yeah, It's dude. ridiculous. Like I don't understand, but I do, I do love the talent there. He's still a beast. He's going to get it done, man. It's happening. I'm telling you. So Who's I'm going to go to another stock down guy. This, this really pains me to, to say this, but you were talking about a, a trade earlier and um, it involved Paul Richardson. And I really like Paul Richardson, but I, I mean, I think his value is down. I mean, you can't get any better than Russell Wilson throwing you the ball. You know yeah, what I mean? I and that team was incapable of running the football and he was only competing with Doug Baldwin and Tyler Lockett for targets. So, I mean, his stock has to go down. He went from Russell Wilson to Alex Smith. And now, I mean, they have Josh Doxson and Jameson Crowder. I think overall that's that's a little bit better than Doug Baldwin and, and Tyler Lockett. Not so, to mention, dude, Chris Thompson, who exactly. is probably going to get 80 targets. He's going to get peppered. Yeah. And then who the fuck knows if Jordan Reed's playing football anymore. So, it, obviously, I think that's a good call, man. And I like Paul Richardson a lot, um, but – I mean, I think he had a relatively good season last year. I'm not looking at the numbers, but off the top of my head, I think he had like 50 catches, 700 yards, four or five touchdowns, something like that. Um, it's going to be tough to get back to those numbers with all those mouths to feed. And I think Washington drafts a running back also to go with Chris Thompson. Um, so, yeah, man, I think that's a pretty good call. Yeah, he had 44 receptions, 703 yards, and six touchdowns. Dude, how about that? So, that's a pretty good guess. So, I mean, he – he did pretty well last yeah. year. I mean, Low he's key. only he's only twenty five, so I mean, I love Paul Richardson. Yeah, I loved Paul Richardson um, last year. I bought him in a lot of places. So I mean, I still kind of believe I, he's just going to be boom bust. Yeah, I mean, exactly. He's going to flash. He's going to have big games. Yeah, if you if you're if you have a team with like great running backs, I wouldn't be my, I wouldn't mind. Um, throwing him in there as my wide receiver three or a flex because he could he can still win you weeks. Mm-hmm. I mean, he can catch you know eight passes for a hundred yards and two touchdowns, but he's also going to have those weeks where he doesn't even catch the ball. Also, like I guess one you know just playing the devil's advocate with him, if Doxson gets hurt again, then maybe we revisit it and think of, we might feel a little bit differently about it. But the way they talk about Doxson, man, it's like they just they really want him to be a thing so bad. And then why. Crowder's a target vacuum, and Chris Thompson is oh, – he's good. He's really good at catching passes. So, but, I think that's a good I'm, call. Yeah, but, I mean, Doxson and, and Chris Thompson both have injury problems. This is absolutely so. true. So, I mean, it's – And Jordan Reed, that's an injury-prone team there. It's a conundrum. I don't I don't know. But I still think overall, you know – On paper, yeah, his everyone, stock's down. Everyone's healthy. His, his stock's a little down. So, oh, I just absolutely. got a trade offer. Ooh, I'm going to get your, I'm gonna get your, your take – here um so i'm shopping obj just because you know why not so what do you think about this i need depth so julio marlon mack and carlos hyde for obj it's not bad uh i feel like got any other big name receivers on his roster or is julio the biggest one no he's antonio brown but he's i'm really trying to get antonio brown and carlos hyde but he is not He's not going for that at all. I definitely don't think it's a bad offer. Um, what about Marlon, Antonio Brown and Rex Burkhead? Would you do that? Uh, even though I like Rex Burkhead, I don't think I would. Um, that's 
you just can't trust the Patriots. I do like him, but uh, I think I would need to get a little bit more than that. Um, I like the other trade, but I just don't like Marlon Mack. He was actually on my stock down list. Um, really? Because I expect them to take Saquon. Or if they don't take Saquon, I expect them to take somebody. Guys, Chubb, Michelle, somebody in the second round. I don't think Marlon Mack's going to be much more than a situational player, third down, you know, he's just spelling the other guy. I don't think he can be a featured back. Um, so I'm not really high on him. I like Carlos Hyde, and I like Julio, but it's Odell, man. I, I think I need yeah, a little so bit more than that. It's it's really hard to – to. what about Devontae Adams or Michael Thomas? That's the type of guy I'd be trying to get them yeah, plus something, you know, for Odell. Exactly. I went to the Michael Thomas owner. And he told me that he wouldn't even trade me straight up for OB. I don't. I mean, I don't blame him. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I can't do that then. I think Adams would be a good target, man. If you could get Adams in a quality running back or a good See, pick. I would. I would. But if there's anyone who loves Adams <laughs> just as much as me, it's the dude who owns him in this league. Yeah. I really, I really wanted like Adams and Sammy Watkins. That'd be perfect. I'm trying to think but, of another guy, man. What about uh, like Tyreek Hill? I tried. I have Tyreek Hill. Um, yeah, I have. I tried Mike Evans as well, and that didn't go very well. I'm I'm not trying to like, you know, like I don't have to sell OBJ, mm-hmm. but I'm just trying to get like a little downgrade at wide receiver and just get a little little extra. But it it seems to me that everyone's a little bit too far down on OBJ after that video came out. Yeah. So I'm not trying to like sell low or anything, but literally my running backs. I have Melvin Gordon and my RB two is Devontae Booker, Ooh, man. and my RB three is JD McKissick, and then I have Matt Burita. So I need some running back depth. Man, maybe try to—I don't know—maybe go try to trade for like Gurley or Zeke, something like that, or Kamara. You know, one of those running backs, and maybe maybe the person will be high enough on OBJ where you can get a wide receiver three or something thrown in with that. Might be that an option. Could, that could work. Yeah. I'd, Probably better off doing that. Not girly though. There's no way. Yeah, yeah that's probably. Yeah, yeah. And Zeke went 102. See, these run the top tier running backs are just ridiculous. You could probably like, get Kareem, Kareem or Kamara plus, you know, uh, Paul Richardson level receiver, maybe some picks, some type of package like that. Maybe, maybe that's an option. Yeah, I'll try that. You got anybody else in your stock up or stock down, man? Um. What? Who did I just say? I just said Paul Richardson, didn't I? Mm-hmm. You got anybody else on there? I think I have one more. Marlon Mack is my last one, man. So if you got one more, you I can gotcha. bring us home with that one. Well, I've got – it's kind of two. It's kind of similar. You'll All understand. Right. Um, it's both stock up. So Crowell is going to be one of them. Mm-hmm. I think – you know, I mean, this dude got – did we already talk about Crowell earlier? We talked about him signing, but you can, you can splurge okay. on him. I gotcha. Yeah, I'll splurge a little bit on my boy Crow. Like you said, he's an above average running back. He ran the ball over two hundred times last year, so he's he's a workhorse. And then I think Elijah McGuire and Bilal Power downgrades from Duke Johnson, obviously. Mm, so I think clearly. he's gonna get he's gonna get more work in New York than he did in Cleveland. So I like that. And then I like the dude who replaced him in Cleveland. I like Carlos Hyde. I think his stock up. I'm mentioning this this trade is kinda I'm really high on Carlos Hyde. As long as they don't take a running back. I mean, that's one of those things, like, if they don't take a running back and they just roll with Hyde and Duke Johnson, I like both of those. I like that entire offense, though. Yeah, I like Hyde in in general. Like, 
but I don't think he's going to finish as high as he did last year because what did he have last year? Almost 60 catches? Like, yeah, I think he had 59 catches over almost 1,000 yards. He was like 40 yards away from 1,000. See, so I, I think, really I think he can get the 1,000 yards for sure. I think he's going to get the, the work. But Duke Johnson is arguably the best pass catching running back in the NFL. So I, I don't think he can be an RB1. But I think he's locked and loaded as an RB2 because Cleveland's got a good O-line and he's going to be the guy getting the touchdown. So I think that's a good call. And and Crowell has the workhorse profile. Like, we've seen him catch passes before. He's obviously a better first and second down between the tackles runner. He's actually a pretty good runner. But um, maybe he can get a little bit more work in New York with those two, you know, average guys. So, yeah, we got cut off by the software, man, but – we were uh, we were talking about Carlos Hyde. You got anything else you want to add? No, I just want to add. Obviously, I love him because he was born in Ohio and he went to Ohio State. So, cool. I have a little little extra love. He did have fifty nine receptions last year as well for three hundred and fifty yards. So that's go. not too shabby. But what if what if they move? I know they said they were going to do this last year, but what if they move Duke Johnson to the slot more? I mean, yeah, it's like- a possibility. They got Corey Coleman though. They got yeah. They have so Jarvis, many weapons. Like Jarvis, they have probably the best slot receiver in the NFL now. So that I think that kind of died. Yeah, they they have the best offense in the league. I agree with that. <laughs> Dude, they're, <laughs> they're fucking good. Like you know, I'm, know. I'm in on the Browns. Like I'm like in. they're gonna be real good. That's my second team. I'm trying to make that very clear for all my friends so they don't try to hop on that bandwagon later. I've been a closet Browns fan since they got Injoku, and it's gonna happen. The Browns are gonna be good, and Derrick Henry is gonna be great. Man, they're, they're two hot takes for 2018 are those right there. Browns in the playoffs. Browns in the playoffs. I don't hate that. The AFC North is down. Tyrod got the Bills to the playoffs. Okay, the Bills. That's what I'm saying. Like, What can he do with actual players on the field? Exactly. You got any more hot takes? Well, I just thought of this one. I had one more uh, stock up that I didn't write down or anything, but I just kind of thought about it, and – I think it's Stefan Diggs. I think Stefan Diggs is about to be unlocked. And I think I mentioned this on an earlier podcast, but I've heard most people um, liking Thielen more, which obviously he's had the better seasons recently. But um, since the Kirk Cousins signing, I see most of the community is higher, like moving Thielen up. But I think it's actually going to be Diggs, man, because he, he is the dynamic receiver in that offense. He is the more talented one. And, it's just a gut feeling. It's not. There's not really any statistical analysis to go with this. I just think Stefan Diggs is about to be fully unlocked, and I know you like that. Yeah, I have his jersey framed and hanging in my man cave, so you don't have to. It's just, you don't have to sell me on. Kirk Cousins is so efficient with his throws, and Diggs gets so open. Like if he's just healthy, I think he's gonna. He's got top ten upside, like easily, easily. He was wide receiver one for what, two, like three weeks last year. Yeah, if he can stay healthy, he's going to be – yeah, I, I would much – I prefer him over Thielen as well. Dude, trade uh, trade Odell for Diggs plus. You could probably get a quality running back to go with Diggs I for, for Odell. Could. That That's, is – I'm going to go out and try and do that right now. You might get Diggs a running back and a, a second. Like, I don't yes. think people realize how good he is. And you, you could – this is we, – we already did our trade segment or whatever, and this is a, clearly our longest episode of all time. But you can use things like – you can if you're trying to buy digs, you can sell the guy on on Thielen. You know what I mean to get more in in the trade. You know what I mean. Hey, Thielen's having a better season than Diggs. Yada yada yada. 
maybe you can get a better running back thrown in by depressing his value. It's kind of slimy, a little used car salesman, but <laughs> sometimes you can do those things, especially when it's a trade. Where the guy's getting Odell Beckham. He's clearly going to be fine. You know what I mean? So you yeah. can try to get more back in return because that is a high-quality piece that he's getting. So exactly. you got you to squeeze as much as you can out of there, man. Exactly. I like it. I like it. But yeah, dude, I think that's going to wrap us up, man. Uh, why don't you hit, hit the people with our Twitter ads. Let them know where to find us. All right, you can find me at Wacky Pappy. You can find my boy Jake at Dynasty Studs with a Z. And you can hit us up at our podcast at DF Dominators. Also, uh, if you're listening on iTunes, go ahead and, you know, give us a five-star rating and leave us a review. Let us know what you think. All that really helps. Um, we've been getting a lot more feedback here lately. Uh, we really appreciate everyone who's listening, like all six of you. You guys Absolutely. are awesome. You Thank guys you. are awesome. Thank you, so, Six. I was thinking of thinking of doing something. If um if we can get up to two hundred and fifty followers before the NFL season, I'm gonna I'm gonna give away a, a Corey Davis signed mini helmet. Well you're gonna so, do that because we're gonna so have five hundred by then. Okay. You wanna up it to five hundred? Oh, we're gonna have five hundred by then. Guaranteed. All right. All right. We'll, we'll up it to five hundred. If we can get up to five hundred, I'm gonna give away a Assigned Corey Davis mini helmet. That's gold because he's going to be a wide receiver one this year. So, hey, if we get up to ten thousand, I'll give away a four net signed jersey. <laughs> Gross! Nobody want that. <laughs> oh, you're crazy. crazy. <laughs> but yeah, man, that's going to wrap us up for this episode. Uh, until next time, guys, we really appreciate you listening, and uh, we'll see you soon. All right, later. Later.